0: 110 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan. On the football field. We don't want to coach average. do we be around you? Why be around average? We do want to win because winning is the epitome of team members. Every coach who ever put a whistle around their neck strives to be the head coach at the Ohio State
1: University. Welcome back everybody to Buckeye Bar Guys here on Buckeye Bar Talk. I'm Mike. And I'm John. Tonight's day is Monday, uh, May 16th, 2022, uh, took a few weeks off, uh, you know, kind of the dead season right now. And, uh, I got uh, bit by the uh, COVID bug also. Yeah. John was a little under the weather and, uh, and we haven't had a, a lot, a lot to talk about. So, uh, we decided to get some things in order and stuff. Uh, family life's been keeping us busy and, uh, so uh, back at it now though so we got uh, a few topics we want to go through tonight uh, we're gonna first start with recruiting um, then we'll talk a little bit about some transfers and then finish up on some news coming out of the acc and how that could impact possibly the big 10 um with the future kind of or with how they schedule uh how they do their conferences alignments um so we'll get into that. Um, all right. So, uh, the big, uh, recruiting news that we've had is that, uh, you know, he's not for 2024, but 2024, uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the country, five-star, uh, Dylan rail, uh, out of, uh, um, uh, Arizona, I believe Chandler, Arizona, um, committed I, to Ohio state. I so. think he's a Texas kid
0: originally though. I, I'm pretty sure I read that, that he transferred to Chandler. Okay. So, yeah. Cause that's kind of like, that's kind of like the big deal school out in Arizona. So I'm not sure if it was to work with someone specifically parents move, whatever it may be, but that's, that's what I read. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's been a Texas kid.
1: Um, but regardless where he's from, a huge gift for Ohio state is, uh, he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the country. And, uh, when you, uh, the type of offense they run in Columbus, you know, and the type of receivers they've been getting and it seemed like a couple of our big remaining receiver targets for 23 were all pretty excited about the news. Um so and I, it's you know it's going to end up pushing the 24 receivers will yeah. probably be loving the news. So I I this will be really big uh you know. And I I like this. It was you, for as crazy as last year's quarterback room ended up, uh, it's nice that, you know, between the two transfers and, you know, us getting, uh, uh, Devin, uh, out of, uh, Utah. And then, you know, with McCord back, it seems like things are kind of spacing out now to the better. So, uh, you know, we'll have, a uh, a competition season, you know, between McCord and, uh, Brown after, you know, we're assuming, uh, CJ moves on after this year, if he has a, another year like he did last year, um, I think that would probably be the, you know, a, probably a solid bet considering there's a lot of people in the NFL, Mm -hmm. uh, talking about that. He might already be the top pick in a lot of scouts minds. So like, you know, if he performs to where they think he could perform. so i i mean so you're gonna have a competition next year you know the winner takes the job and then you know then you got a 24 kid coming in the following year now that's gonna be pretty legit so i like how the space is going i like this kid from what i've seen so far um your thoughts on it
0: yeah no i mean it's a great pickup you always want to get big time quarterbacks um it just seems like that's what ryan dade does now. i mean he's a big game hunter fisherman you know whatever you want to call it he's going to get the big fish for his team um so i mean i'd watch the kids tape he looks very impressive moves well uh, a lot of people, there's comps, early comps to Patrick Mahomes, which, you know, that's, that is what it is. I mean, you get, you got to do it on the field. Like, that's a, that's a hell of an honor to be mentioned. I in the love same the, I, I love
1: seeing those comps, but yeah, I mean, I,
0: now I'd like to see if he can prove that. You got to, you got to do I it mean, outside of high school. Um, so, I mean, but he's still, you know, we're we're talking about a, what a
1: sophomore, right? Or going into a junior year? Yeah, he's going into his junior year. Yeah, so probably getting ready. The school's probably getting ready to end if it's not already end. I know sometimes those southern and western schools they they are usually end a lot of times right around mid May. So he might be done now for school, but uh, you know, yeah, so. I mean,
0: obviously, you know, good, good comparisons. You love to see that. Um, I watch watching his film. I mean, definitely. I think he, you know, needs a good technician there to work with him. I don't want to say he got lazy, but he definitely gets comfortable with a lot of his throws. And um, it kind of reminds me different times of like Quinn Ewers motions and just what he can do with the ball. Obviously, you know, you hope uh, Dylan sticks around past the one year. Um, yeah, but yeah it's i think i think i mean it's a huge get i'm interested to see what ryan day's plan is now do you get a filler guy for 23 because you want to get a guy in every class
1: i mean you don't want to not get a guy in a class yeah um the way i maybe i would play 23 is maybe try to pick up somebody in the portal come if 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 they find somebody they really like in recruiting, go ahead and get them. Um, but I, I wouldn't force the issue if they if they don't like anybody. Like, don't bring somebody in just to bring somebody I, in. Uh, I can
0: see what you're saying. Maybe get someone that you know has some experience, maybe a solid backup guy like what you did with Chudzinski yeah. behind Justin Fields. I think I think that's a good idea. I think that that should be a route they go because you do want to get someone in there to have the depth especially with Stroud. I mean, Stroud's going to go. We know that.
1: Yeah. And you got to assume that, I mean, you do got to assume like the way things are that whoever ends up winning the job between McCord and Brown, that the loser probably would leave, you know, I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, just well with this kid coming behind,
0: you know, Devin Brown, if he doesn't win it, then that's, yeah. that's going to be hard for him to
1: stay. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see that situation. So, yeah, I would, if they find somebody they really really like in this class, you know go get him um it's just at this point it might be kind of hard to get somebody i mean you got i mean you got Stroud there, you know that and even though he's leaving but you got a s i mean you got a guy a backup in him that's played, and you got a you know a pretty uh seems like pretty impressive uh you know freshman behind mm, him absolutely. So you know, you you might have a hard time finding a 23 kid that wants to commit in. That's looking for a starting job. So if they, they might end up just having to go to the portal, which is fine. If they find some, you, you can find really good quarterbacks. I mean, they could even find a starter in the portal that, uh, might not necessarily might be willing to try to compete for the starting job. So like, there's a lot of things that could happen. So we'll see. But, uh, I mean, that's definitely uh, some interesting thoughts on that one, Um, but definitely like this kid. I I like that there is a split year in there Um, and it's kind of like, you know, we've kind of talked about this before. It's kind of like the Clemson approach that, you Mm -hmm. know, they do try to have a year in between guys and, you know, that, you know, maybe that's the smarter thing to do. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, Clemson had kind of a bad year last year, so like compared to their previous how many years so yeah like i mean so i think there's it's so funny with the transfer portal now there's just so many different uh there's like so many different strategies now that they kind of have to it so i think that's kind of It's at least it's a good backup plan to have now that they have the portal yeah yeah i agree um yeah
0: big pickup though i mean can't can't stress that enough, and he's already starting to recruit kids. So you know, get all those wide receivers lock down. Brandon Ennis and uh, Carnell Tate, and then go on and get some twenty four kids too, which I'm sure. Bri- I, I, I don't know if Brian Hartline
1: needs the help or not, but it's good to get. Some. I definitely love that it's. Uh, I love when it's a quarterback, just like basically one of the first to go in the class, because you know they're serious about it. They want to start recruiting. Um, I and he's out there tweeting, pushing guys, the cub. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I like when I see it's a, it's a big time quarterback like that. Cause you know, if he wasn't serious about the commitment, there's no way he would have made the commitment and, uh, that, uh yeah, And now he's pushing kids to go to Columbus. So, you know, so they pick up for them. So I read somewhere
0: that those kids are coming back in though, that they're going to have a seven on seven tournament in Ohio. Do you think, um dylan's going to find his way to ohio during that weekend he could get up here it'd be great when when is that uh sometime in june i think it's right around brandon is official visit i think that's his reason for being here (laughs) be crazy if uh they could get is him and tate visiting on the same weekend or i don't think tate's not taking an official so I, i don't think so so I think people are a little worried about that. The, you know, why is he not going to take an official to Ohio state? But he's been here a couple of times and he, I think he kind of knows what Brian Hartline is. I think he knows what, you know, what Ohio state is going to be doing with, you know, passing the ball. So I I think maybe he needs to see other places and make up his mind, but I don't know. Maybe he'll make a, Maybe he'll make
1: an unofficial that weekend. And yeah, they'll just both they'll both commit.
0: I mean, I think they're I think they're both going to be in town. So it could yeah. very well happen. But I think it's I think how it lines up. I think his last official is the weekend before it. So who knows what that means, man? It's crazy to think that they've already that he would be on his last official already. <laughs> well, I think that's just what he's taking. I don't think he's taken all uh, what five of them or whatever. I just think that's Yeah. What, I, I I could be wrong,
1: man. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I that's just no, what I read. I mean, I've heard a couple. I've heard a couple of people say that too. But it's uh it's weird taking. I mean, I know it happens. It just seems like. I mean, I know you can't get away all the time during the fall. It just seems like it seems like anymore. A lot more kids have been taking a lot more official visits, like in the the summers and springs, yeah. and that. Uh, well, not having. I mean, I remember kids that they would. They enjoyed that whole the whole fall experience where uh well <laughs> you played your Friday game and then Saturday you were on your official visit Ohio uh, they don't have night games anymore so <laughs> I know and it is very hard for them to get out there at, uh for a noon game if they played the night yeah. before plus I mean I've heard the coaches kind of like allude to it and I've seen some insiders talk about it that outside they'd like to have that one big night game a year where they can get a or the one big game where they can mm-hmm. get a bunch of guys in but Outside of that, I think they, they like having official visits throughout the year because, you know, they get more one-on-one time. It is probably very hard, you know, to have official visits on game weekends because, you know, you got the game and then you got, you know, you are beginning scouting for the following game is the next day. Right, so right. It's yeah. like, you know, you're trying to squeeze a lot of stuff in there. So like, I get some of those thoughts. Yeah. All right, so uh on to um some transfer news. So um over the last uh you know few weeks and stuff, uh we lost a couple additional players that I don't believe we talked about on the last episode. Uh of course I, I think Potter was after that. Was turrentine they're both after because okay. yeah, cuz they it's both had a few weeks. they both had good spring games and
0: I even made the comment that there's no reason to think no Potter's transferring, but that's kind of like the thing that could happen after a big, big spring game like that. So I mean, I'm gonna yeah. give myself like you know partial credit for that. Yeah. Like, I kind of called it. Didn't nec- um, didn't necessarily call it, but I was i kind of feeling that.
1: <laughs> um, so Turantine ends up committing to Tennessee, and Noah Potter ends up committing today, actually to Cincinnati. Or you know, they're gonna that's where they're gonna end up mm-hmm. at. Um, so. They have pretty good landing spots for both of oh, them. Oh, absolutely. Um, I definitely like the top, uh, Potter one, was definitely a smart one. Uh, you know, going to Luke and, uh, you know, Luke, I mean, Luke's going to be familiar with the kid, even if he's never coached the kid. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, you know, they're all familiar with each other. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm sure he was somebody I familiar with him when they were recruiting and stuff. So, um, so I, I think that, uh, I was really excited what I saw out of Potter during that spring game yeah. and turned had a good game too. But I think, I don't know, for whatever reason, I think the the Potter news, when he decided to transfer, I mean, you can't with the depth of Ohio state's roster, you can't get bent out of shape over any transfers. I mean, they got so much talent there. It just seems like the Potter one's a little easier in my opinion, just because I'm more of, I the depth at the defensive line is uh yeah. I think a lot better. I mean, I those two top lines, I I have a lot of trust in, so I'm not really worried about the defensive line at all. Um it's just it seems like you, you, they've lost a few safeties this off season when you have sure. such a heavy safety defense that that's can kind of worry me a little bit that I'm a little nervous about the depth at the safeties uh you know, considering you're going to be playing three of them. And I mean, let
0: let's face the facts. Also, you know, you might have top top recruited kids in both places. I don't think anywhere outside of maybe quarterback and receiver now for Ohio State have as many you know blue chippers as what our defensive line has. So yeah. that's obviously been something that Larry Johnson's you know hit home runs in recruiting with. But he's also trained these kids very well. And you could say you know whatever you want to say about last year, maybe even the last two years, down production. But I mean they still made plays a lot of plays and they were so close to making a lot of plays and getting a lot of sacks. Our secondary last two years have kind of been borderline dumpster fire different times. Yeah. And so not only are, you know, you're losing the depth, which really, you know, I don't know how bad it hurts, but you don't got a lot of real proven guys that are still there. Now they could do great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we've seen flashes from all these guys. So yeah. they could be phenomenal. They just, they don't got a lot behind them now. I was, I mean, I was really looking forward to Andre. Um, I know Tennessee is kind of, you know, what they are, what they are in the sec, but I think that that's a great landing spot for him. They recruited him out of high school. And I mean, that obviously shows that people still have, you know, really high hopes for him that that's where he's ending up at. So, you know, yeah. good, good for him. Hope he balls out. I hope he beats Alabama, Florida, all of them um you know just hopefully he doesn't win a national title like joe burrow did with uh, lsu i think tennessee's a little bit further away than lsu ever was but you know i, I hope he does really well but yeah kind of kind of where you were on that like that one kind of as well as good of a game that you know no no potter played in that spring game the andre turrentine one i think was harder to take
1: i just yeah i just saw a little uh I'm just a little nervous about the depth. Now, don't get me wrong. I I loved what I saw out of Kai Stokes. And I think that, Mm -hmm. you know. But he's he's a freshman. He's a kid. Yeah, he's definitely now going to get playing time. I mean, I think that's pretty guaranteed. I mean, even if they don't suffer any injuries or anything, you know, they're going to move some guys in there. And he's going to be up in some, you know, games where they blow teams out. So There is depth issues at the safeties. The guys that they have in front of them are all really, really good. And I have really good high beliefs in all of them. It's just, you know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, why can't I think of his name? Uh, the one coming off the injuries just slipping my mind. Uh, oh, oh, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. Why can't I know I can't think Proctor, of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jordan Proctor. Yeah. Jordan. Um, no. Well, oh. that Josh. Is it Josh Proctor? Josh Josh Proctor, Proctor.
1: yeah. All right, Um, sorry guys. Wait for a minute, and uh, we're doing this at nighttime. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, our brains must both be half asleep. No, uh, yes, Proctor. You know, Proctor's coming off an injury. You know, Court Williams has been a little banged up. I mean, I Mm -hmm. definitely like sure. uh, You know, Latham had a gruesome injury. I we know he'll be out for a while. Yeah, we're not expecting maybe even for this whole season. Um, you know, I like the McAllister edition. I loved Hickman last year, but yeah, they got some injuries in there, so it's like, you know, you, there is now some issues with the depth. And so I mean, so that's just my whole point with it. Uh it's not that I think uh turn and time uh you know he was gonna replace any of those kids necessarily. I thought he was behind all of them, mm-hmm. but you know, depth is depth,
0: and uh, you know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: That's, and that's I mean, and like you know you can think whatever you want to think about bryson shaw last year which again like i said you know the kid was thrown into a really hard circumstance but you know you, you still that's a lot of starting time that you're replacing you know that he's just he's no longer on your team that's a lot of experience that like hey you know if s hit the fan again this year and someone goes down we got this guy that's played a lot of playing time we can plug him in you don't have that anymore and you know you don't have and i know legend was kind of all over the place he was never going to be a true safety um but then like andre turrentine like you lost a lot you lost you you know ryan watts at corner which again it's not safety hooker
1: also so did he transfer I heard somebody say he did maybe he didn't but uh i um, i think he did i just i don't know i think he did i don't know where he went i think there was like literally a stretch in there where we lost a couple safeties and the corners real pretty fast with each other i thought he transferred he was one of those ones that went um Um, i thought yeah marcus hooker yeah april 26
0: enters transfer portal so his was his might even been the most recent one. I don't. It's been so long.
1: Yeah, but who knows? Maybe, uh maybe if they, I mean, Ohio State's at scholarship limits now. So yeah, they have they've made it to limits. So, um, oh, Marcus Crowley, he medically retired too. He medically retired, um, which I kind of figured was coming. Um, That's a tough loss. It's a tough loss. Um, I feel bad. He's always had those injuries. Yeah. Ugh. Wake but up, man. um. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, so yeah, so it's nothing necessarily just to be worried about. I'm like, I, like I said, I'm not gonna be upset over these guys transferring. I think, you know, as these years have started to go on, you just get more used to it now. Mm And now with the transfer portal, I mean, you really just got to get used to it and you know, you know, the, all the, the main parts of the team are still in place. None of these kids, uh, you know, as much as they have talent and stuff like that, none of them have necessarily contributed you sure, know, yeah. over the last couple of years. So, you know, I would love to see them on the field, uh, in more prominent roles with the Scarlet and gray, but you know, they never made it. And now you just wish them best of luck. And hopefully they, you know, they do well where they go and they get the, you know, live their dream, and possibly go on to the NFL. And I think that's as much as, uh, you can hope for a
0: lot of these guys now. I mean, I think you look at some of the landing spots of some of these guys though, and it's not, they weren't necessarily misses by Ohio state, which a lot of fans, you know, might've said that they were, I think a lot of it, just, you got to credit the depth that was already there. Yeah. Cause I mean, these guys, they're not going to Akron's or anything like that. Like they're going to big time schools.
1: Yeah. And I don't really, uh, I don't really judge them as misses because sometimes depth casual casualties are not misses just because, I mean, they, I mean, you got kids in front of you that have played and produced, So yeah. it's hard to crack that. So, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that's a, you know, that's a miss or anything like that. It's just, you know, I don't know what he necessarily would say the kids in front of them were better. It's just, you know, they got the opportunity and they took the opportunity. So, I mean, it's kind of just, it's, it, I mean, it's just, it's kind of, it's a good problem to have, but you know, there's times I'm, I'm sure Ryan day, you know, he didn't want to lose as many kids in the secondary as he ended up losing. Yeah. But, that's, that's tough, but they'll be all the right. Depth sh- the depth issue is a good problem to have when you do have a lot of depth and they do have a lot of depth. And I'm sure there's a couple guys in the secondary and the y- younger guys that will get some opportunities now mm-hmm. that, you know, might be able to try to, you know, get into possibly a, on the verge of a two deep or something like that. So next man up, right? Right. Absolutely. All right. So going into this, uh, ACC, thing, we're going to talk about how I'll, excuse me, how the, this will affect the possibly affect the big 10. Cause I think it's something that the big 10 has been talking about. Gene talked about it in his pre spring, uh, press conference. So, I believe uh, a couple weeks ago, it might've been just this past week. So one of the like committees within the NCAA for division one, they have uh they approved a um, thing uh, that says that basically kind of that it, you don't need to have divisions anymore to have a conference championship. So you can have one versus two and have it all until one gigantic grouping. Mm-hmm. So and it seems like it's on the verge now of passing the NCAA, which we will get within, I think they said the end of this month, um, maybe it was the end of next month. So the ACC, it seems like that there's a lot of talk in there and it seems like there's a lot of buzz that that's what's going forward. Just from reading some of the articles, it seems like there's some legitimate support here amongst all the majority of the teams of the schools to go ahead forward. this. So basically They would do it and they would go, uh, they call it a three, five, five plan. So basically you would, every team would get their three permanent opponents that they play the same three teams every year. And then that leaves 10 teams left. You'd play five, one year, five, the next year. And then I'm assuming you go back to the, maybe it splits then for Mm -hmm. the following two years, maybe they mix it up again or something. Maybe they keep it the same five and five. I don't know how they will do that, but you know, it's a, it's an interesting plan. I think it's something that me and you have kind of been behind, especially over the last two years that I think that, uh, at least I know I have and talking to you. I think you're kind of in the same ballpark that we would like the big 10 to kind of explore this to begin with, if they were allowed to do it, because. You know, it just seems like all the powers on the East. So it's either realign everything and recreate the divisions again, or do something more like this, and uh, I think that's how I would like to go. I don't know how many permanent opponents the Big Ten would have, whether it's yeah. two, three, four, and how they split it up after that into whatever rotation. But I think that I mean, I like this idea. I would like to see, I mean, even I mean, I would love to see kind of all of them go like that. It just seems like some of the things it just gets stale. I mean, I think even. I mean, I would love to see the SEC go to something like this, where mm-hmm. you know, and like I think you would get some better crossover games and just that, uh, you know, just a mix of games that are that would be probably better. I don't know. That uh, just what kind of my thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I well, I think everyone needs to go this route, anyways. I just don't think that. I mean, divisions. They're just so lopsided, you know. And I mean, it, it's true. And yeah, you you got Georgia over there and the SEC East. And of course, you know, they're coming off a national title. And hell, the way they've recruited, they could win the, you know, SEC championship a couple of times. I'm not saying that they can't. It's just you don't got anything else besides
1: them. Really. The last and I the think May- SEC East team to win it was Florida under Urban. No, mm-hmm. it's like it's been yeah. a long time since. I mean, and the Big Ten is starting to feel that way now too. I mean, when the last the last time somebody from another division won it is when we were still legions and le- leaders. I mean, there well nobody Georgia won it a couple of years ago. Okay, that is true. Yes, that is they true. beat they beat um, Auburn in the SEC.
0: Championship. And that that's your Alabama. Maybe backs it playoffs. and they beat them yeah. in the national title game yes. yeah
1: you're right so that is so they've had one in there mm-hmm. since florida but outside
0: that it was it's been florida and that's really and i mean georgia's good enough that they could win it every year i mean if they didn't have someone like alabama staring down at them on the other side they could be ohio state and just be you know the dominant force or you know be alabama be the dominant force of their conference It's just you got alabama over there too so you know the tide they're going to take a couple of the games also but the way that's going it's probably going to be those two you know for the foreseeable future <laughs> the sec title game just how they're both recruiting and just the level that they're playing at um so i mean yeah they might still be one and two and that's fine but i mean i think i want to say 2016 ohio state would have played penn state also right I don't remember I, uh, how good Wisconsin
1: was, I think, though. Yeah, no, I, th- I think Ohio State would have played. The only one I don't think Ohio State would have, the only one that they would wouldn't have 15. made fifteen. would have been 15, 15. because Correct. Iowa was ranked ahead of them. But they would have made it last year. Well, Iowa, yeah. yeah, Iowa was undefeated. But
0: last year, they only had one conference loss to Michigan. I think Iowa had two, right? Yeah,
1: so they would have made it last year. They would have, I mean, w- pri- they probably would have beat Michigan in it. First, you, you still gotta stop you
0: still gotta stop the run in the dome so i think they would have, think they would have figured it out yeah. i'm not saying i'm not saying yes or no on that one i think they would have had a good chance to wear michigan out that you know they would have been thrown all
1: over i, just, them, I don't see michigan being able to stick keep up with them on that surface there um i think day would have
0: felt a lot of urgency going into that game and there would have been some a, a plan to get ahead by a lot early. So yeah. And I mean, um, you can't, I don't think they, they could have lined up and just ran over Ohio state for a second week in a row. I could,
1: I could be wrong. I just don't think. Well, it would I think happen. they would have, they would have come up with some different type of defense. Oh, I think that, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I know a couple media guys have mentioned this on the Ohio state beat a few weeks ago, kind or right before spring, kind of when it was kind of thrown out there and Gene said he was open to it. I mean, Gene definitely said he was open to it, that he said that, you know, kind of right now it's just, he's just looking whatever's best for mm-hmm. Ohio state. And this doesn't hurt Ohio state. And like, I mean, people have kind of joked that it only helps two teams. And that's Ohio state and whoever's second in, in the, the East. in the big 10 East. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's, and, you know, I mean, think about how many years that we've not won the championship that probably every one of those years, I mean, I would have to go back and look through records, but maybe, maybe one or two of the Wisconsin teams. Know, um, But probably a lot of those years we would have been playing uh, a big 10 East school again. And that, mm-hmm. I mean, I know for sure
0: 2017 would have been Wisconsin because they were undefeated in that game. But outside of that, I mean, 2018, I'm pretty sure that's Michigan again because that's the revenge tour. Um, So I, I think that. They were still had were higher rated and had less conference losses than Northwestern. I
1: mean, they were what number two in the country going into that when Ohio State beat them. And yeah, that sounds three. right. Yeah,
0: twenty nineteen that might have still been Penn State. I don't. Hmm, I don't know who twenty nineteen twenty nineteen might have been
1: Wisconsin. I don't. Yeah, there's probably a couple of years. Well, that's why I don't think but well, Wisconsin had comes, two conference losses, so I don't know. Maybe if this comes to a Big Ten vote. Like, I don't necessarily think Wisconsin and Iowa are going to be against this because they might, you know, feel like that they could get some. They could get a schedule in there to where, you know, they could get some pub and, you know, possibly, you know, be at that game. So 2020
0: would have been Indiana and we would have kicked the crap out of them. Yeah. And that would have I been, mean, that would have been nice.
1: <laughs> I mean, twenty twenty fourteen 2014, we would have had a, re, I'm rematch against Michigan state wouldn't we? I mean, the, I mean, they, yeah. Cause they went to uh, a BCS or I, they went to a
0: college or a new Year's six game. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think Wisconsin had a
1: few losses going into that. Game. They, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had three losses, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, we would have played Sparty. I mean, we played Sparty or no, I would have played Sparty in fifteen. Mm-hmm. we talked about that. Um, but yeah, so I think there's, I think there's a lot of opportunities there that, you know, we probably would have played several East teams and probably the ones that we wouldn't have played East teams. It would have been a couple of those Wisconsin teams probably would have been uh right. Which, you know, makes sense. Um, but, but, but yeah. to circle
0: back around to this, I mean, if you're in a conference like you, I, I don't think the side of the conference you're on should be the you know be the be all end all of if you get to play in a conference title game or not if you are one of the top two teams in the conference like you you shouldn't be penalized because you're on the harder side of the conference
1: yeah exactly um because I mean if you think about it I mean when if like you thinking like in the NFL if the second best team say in the AFC it's, you know, I mean, you think about all those years that like kind of like the Ravens and the Steelers were, I mean, there was a couple of years where they both had like three losses yeah. or, you know, four losses, like they were literally like the one and three, best number one and three, number mm-hmm. three teams in the, you know, in the AFC or, you know, New England's in there too. And, you know, so th- that the other team doesn't get punished, you know, they also make the play. Right. Like, Right. And And I just,
0: that's how I feel is if, you know, if you are one of the two best teams in the conference, like you deserve to play in the conference championship game.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think if it would come to a vote, I mean, Sparty Penn state and Michigan are all yes votes because I mean, like, it allows them have to have a boo-boo against Ohio state and, you know, possibly get a chance to, you know, are we we sure
0: about Michigan? They don't even care about football. They would say, Oh, that's not fair to the people out in the West. I don't know if
1: Michigan's a hundred percenter. I think they would. I think they would, uh, they might not like it after the first year that, you know, if they would happen to beat Ohio state again in the regular season and then get their butt handed to them the next week. Um, but yeah, that would find, I mean, I think we have went to, I, I remember when, uh, just a quick, uh, just side tangent. I remember all the, uh, the legions and letters, leaders, legends and leaders. And, uh, when they, was everybody was freaking out because Ohio state and Michigan were on opposite sides and they're going to play each other every year and back to back games and blah, blah, blah. And then they had to be moved. And now it's like they, now it's like nobody would give a crap. (laughs) Right. This is better. This is better for the big 10. If they play each other, they play each other.
0: (laughs) And think about Michigan. Michigan didn't even make one for 11 years, 10 years, 10 years. Yeah. Ridiculous.
1: And, you know, just uh, so that seems like that's Pat going to pass. And then, you know, just one last thing, uh, another thing that seems like it's pretty close to pass. And it seems like that there were, what I, I, are they going to allow like unlimited coaches or like almost <laughs>
0: just like the NCAA yeah. just doesn't care anymore. Mike, <laughs> like,
1: my God, can you imagine if like all these guys that they've hired to like it to be like, yeah, you can also go recruit. Like, yeah, about it. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you
0: do get to the point where there's too many cooks in the kitchen also though. So yeah, you got to be careful bringing in too many big personalities because that doesn't always I much. Mind,
1: I wouldn't mind having, Maybe one or two more guys that could actually go out, but I mean, you are right. I don't, we don't need twenty different coaches going out onto the recruiting trail. I mean, you still can only take so many kids a year. Well, um,
0: but if you had a guy with like LJ, you know, like a heir apparent or something that he could
1: go with him, or that would that
0: would that would be sense. very beneficial.
1: And then, yeah. And so that still lets you keep Parker and have uh, another guy on the defense. And, you know, so yeah, I would be possibly in favor of that. Uh, Maybe, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, keeping it like like an odd number. You're allowed to have the head coach Mm -hmm. and you can have uh, six offensive coaches, six defensive coaches and or and or a special teams coach if you decide to go you know, six and five in one spot and, yeah. and have a special, like I wouldn't mind something like that, that where, you know, like they don't need to, but if they have, I don't mind having more coaches with the be able to be the teaching and stuff. Cause you know, that, that to me makes sense. And I like that Ohio state really pushed up their, uh, you know, different types of, you know, bringing all these like different, uh, uh, quality control guys and stuff like that. It would be, Good for them if they could call them, you know, if they could call them all coaches and stuff like that mm-hmm. instead of just grad assistants. And I mean, it's probably a little bit more money. So, but I mean, so Gene might be opening up the gym. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey man, you you gotta, you know, you get what you pay for. That's exactly. Um anything else you want to hit on tonight? Uh no. Feels pretty- feels good to be back after a uh, few weeks off there. Yeah. Not a lot to go over, but we did get ahead of a couple of things we wanted to talk about. Uh, so quick episode tonight, uh, which is good, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for tonight and, uh, you know, we, we should, I mean, the summer normally things start heating up. You'll start hearing about summer workouts. Yeah. And it sounds like you got the camps coming up. You, it sounds like June could be a very big recruiting month. So I think we're going to have a, a lot of different things to talk about going forward. And I got, it'll be August. It'll be you September third before we know it, man, and we're yeah. gonna be playing Notre Dame. Yeah. So, yep, we got some, and we'll be uh, going over just some of our thoughts on some possible depth charts over the next couple of weeks, and uh,
0: maybe we maybe even do like a a pre Notre Dame pre you know pre show here in a couple of weeks, and then once everything's been more decided, depth chart set, we'll do the actual show the week of. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, let's uh, let's call it a night. All right, well, thank you everyone for stopping out tonight at the Buckeye Bar. I'm John. I'm Mike. O H. I O.